Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Joining us today on Impacting Jamaica is Custis Garfield Green and uh, Anita Bailey is the Beliefs, Values and Attitude Public Relations Officer. Custis of Manchester Garfield Green is undertaking a program aimed at fostering positive values and attitudes and a sense of social responsibility among citizens in the parish. Custis Green and Miss Bailey, thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so very much for having us, uh, Miss Hill. Yeah, thank, thanks for having us. Okay, so we kick things off today by asking Custis Green, why is it necessary to start this beliefs, values, and attitude initiative in Manchester, especially at this time? It is my belief that as a people, and it is very evident around us every day, that we have lost some of our values, and I think we urgently need to return to basic values, to be decent law-abiding citizens, and to contribute to national development. Um, we, we, we oftentimes talk about developing our communities, our people are our greatest assets. It's, it's, it's no development can happen without the people. And through this initiative, we will encourage attitudinal change and social renewal among the people here in Manchester. And this has to be done at all levels, meaning the home, schools, the church, private and public sectors, in the communities, and of course, at the national level. But we are focusing here on Manchester. What do you think has led to this moral decay in our society, Costas Green? It is very difficult for me to point to one or two specifics. But they, 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 it is very obvious to all of us. You know, we can see the lawlessness around us. We can see the lack of respect for self and for others. Um, but it, it, can, it, it, can, it can be the result of many things. And what we want to do in the immediate short term, you know, is for us to reach the youths. We want to reach our youths. We want to start with them to change the way they think. And we want to sensitize them on the need to value themselves, to value others, and to have a sense of social responsibility. What mechanisms are there in place to ensure the initiative's sustainability? And to what extent will this initiative assist in changing the moral decadence in our society? Well, under the initiative, we have several programs which we plan to, in, to implement over the long term. The first thing that we have done since the launch was to establish a management committee, and they have the responsibility to govern the operating principles 
and to strategically plan and implement, and of course, monitor the various programs. But to ensure its sustainability, um, we intend to measure and monitor the programs as we go along. We will be having some university students that will assist us in developing, in developing the strategies for the implementation and the rubrics for measuring them. Another thing that we want to do is to have ambassadors in different areas. We have ambassadors in the school. We'll have ambassadors in the communities who will help to take the message from the initiative out there, right? And for them to help monitor the, the programs when they are implemented in the different areas or communities. Ms. Bailey, seeing that the target audience is primarily the youth, uh, how are they selected? And if there are other groups involved, how will you ensure that these transformative goals can be achieved? All right. Thank you so very much, Miss um, Hill. Well, this is where my other substantive role comes in place that shall remain nameless. <laughs> but of course, we work very closely with the schools um, within the parish of Manchester. And um, we, we work with schools that need the support. And this, this time around, we're actually starting out with our students at the infant department level because we recognize that it's important to begin inculcating these values from as early as that age. And of course, as soon as our, our, our five-year plan starts to unfold, you will see us moving up to working with different schools at different age and grade levels. And so that is really how we, 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 we try to hone in on our students in a very targeted way. Of course, Costa sort of mentioned that we did establish a committee of management for the initiative. And a big part of that is uh, the team that looks at research and developing of content. So we really are driven by data. So that particular committee is responsible for identifying what some of the challenges are, identifying the areas, the specific areas where the geographical areas that the challenges exist, and then we go from there and try to work with that. Of course, again, working with our partner, the Ministry of Education and Youth, we do have access to further data that can indicate where we would need to go um, in order to begin our transformative work. There are schools that have a very strong history and a very strong presence of patriotism, um, through whether it's through their cadets or even just school operations. And so we support those schools, but we try to identify those schools that would need the additional support to get on the track that we want to see in terms of developing their own sense of patriotism, not just for their schools, but for their country. Okay, so since this program was launched um, late last year, right? Uh, have you identified any of these uh, schools that you're going to start working with or that something uh, still in the pipeline? Um, well, in the immediate in the immediate situation, we are we we started we've identified some schools that we want to start working with, but of course we have to fine tune some things with them first. Of course, we, we have to notify them. Right away, though, um, you can listen out for us to be at Poros Infant School for the Jamaica Day celebration next week, Friday. Um, we will be there with them and we will be sharing about the Belief, Values and Attitudes program and working with the children through 
patriotism and, and, and patriotic acts that take place on activities such as a Jamaica Day celebration. So that's one school for the for the right away. Of course, you know, Manchester, we do have um, other infant schools. We have two other infant schools, Bethabra Infant and Mandeville Infant. And so as time progresses, we will be working closely with them through their administrations, of course, to get them where we need to get them. Okay, so uh, you are a part of the management team of this uh, initiative. I'm going to be bold enough to say this project. And based on discussions and information you have gleaned on the board and, the, you know, the data that you have collected, as I asked Dr. Uh, as I asked Costas Green earlier, uh, do you think that this initiative is sustainable? Well, the sustainability of the initiative comes down to buying. It comes down to buying. And I think our nation, our communities at a space now where we really are tired of we're worn down, we're worn out with with the crassness and the callousness and the coldness. And I think we are quite worn out but hungry for something that can change. And it is that kind of hunger from, from the general populace as well as very invested civic leaders and business leaders that will ensure the sustainability of this project. So outside of the structure, in terms of having our ambassadors and going into the schools and ensuring that there is a connection with the curriculum and that we're present on these national holidays, these national days, we can capitalize on those to, to, to really emphasize the importance of good values and attitudes. We recognize the importance of human capital in ensuring the sustainability of the project. And so, yeah, I think we're, we're there. We are not saying, however, that it is going to be easy. We're not saying that we're going to see 50,000 people being transformed within a year. We understand that the work that we have to do will really show itself in incremental ways, but these incremental ways will add up over a period of time. Should this project or initiative reap the reward that you're hoping, do you think that it's something you could or other offices could emulate across the island? I think I think we're I think Cosas is ahead of you on that one. <laughs> I think the requests have been coming, I mean, just based on the structure of the program for it to be replicated here. Right, Costas? Well repli replicated across the island rather, sorry about that. But um it's important that we get it right here first. And and Costas will agree on with me on this. In fact, that is his position. I mean, I know he's here and I'm speaking on his behalf, even though he's here, but his position is, and I agree with him, getting it right here first. Get it right in Manchester first. Get out the best practices that we can pull and use in a St. Elizabeth or use it in, in St. James or Clarendon, those areas that really need this kind of support. And um, it has to start here. Well, we're starting it here. But before we can think about rolling it out all across the island, we have to make sure that this project is piloted well and we have things to share and lessons that we can really su sufficiently and adequately teach. So the Beliefs, Values and Attitudes Initiative has been launched in Manchester and we have with us the Costas Garfield Green and uh, Miss Anita Bailey, the 
public relations officer with the initiative. We are going to take a break now to hear from our sponsors. We will be right back. We want to help you mark every milestone. Celebrate the joy of living. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to Impacting Jamaica. Costas Garfield Green and Anita Bailey, Public Relations Officer with the Values and Attitudes Initiative, are our guests today. Costas Green and Miss Bailey, thank you for staying with us. Uh, with the onset of the coronavirus pandemic, how fruitful do you think this project will be? All right, I absolutely believe that people can change and people will change if they have the right influence. So far, since the launch of the initiative, the responses and support are just overwhelming. And we are encouraged by the level of support that we get from our stakeholders here within the parish and, may I say, nationally also, because we have received feedback from um, outside of Manchester. But we have to be very careful how we plan and implement. I believe that our people, as I said, can change. I think they need leadership, and that is what we intend to provide in some regards. We won't necessarily be creating any new programs, but we'll also help to enforce what already exists and can work. We want to take those to the people and, and to get them to believe in, in some of those programs. What works, we will work with those. Are there any special activities um, that will be implemented in the parish? All right, Miss, Miss Bailey spoke um, to the, the, the Jamaica Day activity, which is really the launch of the one of the programs that we call Patriotisms in Schools. So we'll be launching that on Jamaica Day, which is next week, Friday, the 25th of February. And as she said, it will be in an infant school. And this school is a poorest infant. This is through the, we're able to do this through the partnership with the Ministry of Education, Region 5. And of course, I want to say thanks to the leadership there for making this possible and for us to be able to forge that partnership. Through patriotism in schools, we want to inculcate some values in our students. We want to promote patriotism and respect for our national symbols, such as the national anthem, the national school song, and the national pledge. We want people to have some pride in what they do. We want people to have pride in, 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 in how they, in how they, they, they grow you know, and put value on themselves. 
And we just we just believe that there's no better place to start, or there's no better one to start, other than our little children. And may, may, may I say too that one of the things that we are looking to do, and this will take place on the first one will take place on the 25th of February, is to have a uniform group launch in schools that have no such group and where it is possible. So on the 25th, we're launching the Girls' Brigade in the chorus, at the Porous Infant School. These uniform groups can help to build discipline amongst our, 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 our youths. Right? They can teach them life skills. They can teach them many things. And um, the Girls' Brigade has agreed to partner with us to launch the, the, the launch the Girls' Brigade in the course infant school in State Friday. We have the cadets, mm -hmm. the combined cadets for the Brownies, the Scouts, and they too have agreed to working with us. So maybe when we get to the to the to the primary level and the high school level, we'll look at a different uniform group that we will um, that we will have launched in those schools. Okay. But I, I believe strongly that it will work. I believe strongly that through this initiative, we will make a difference in Manchester. And as Ms. Bailey said, you can't, we're not going to look to see 50,000 people turning around. You know? um, and we will not see the results in, in the short term necessarily. Right? We, we, we are expecting to see, to see things happening over time. But this initiative is not just for today or tomorrow. It's for the long term. And we intend to stay with it and to let it work. Now, Miss Bailey, how is the project funded? Um, is it an NGO? And if persons are interested to partner with the initiative, how can this be done? All right. So there are certain um, legalese that comes with being an NGO, and we're not quite there yet. However, we are at a position where we, we have accepted uh, gifts, donations, pledges from business leaders and individuals, private individuals in the Mandeville community, in the Manchester community, as well as Costas indicated earlier, island-wide. So you can reach out to the Costas' office um, to if you're interested in making a donation. We're currently working on a... Um, a, a, a package so that individuals who wish to donate can select the level of donation and of course we believe very strongly in ensuring that our partners um, also benefit from the partnership and so those plans will be unveiled a little bit later on uh, however if you like I said before wish to make a donation or make a contribution it's okay to reach out to the Custis's office to express such an interest and we will provide you with the banking details that they um, that can facilitate transfer of funds. What is the contact information for the Costas office? All right, so you can reach out to Costas Green at manchesterja.com or costasadmin at manchesterja.com. 
If I might add, Miss Hill, just we want to take the opportunity at this time to, of course, say a very big thank you to those of our partners who have already committed. They've made pledges for donations over coming months, coming coming years, I think, right, Costas? Yes, and those yes, persons yes. who have actually made donations um, to the initiative, we want to take the opportunity to say thank you to them. Not going to go into naming them, actually, but just to say thank you to them. Uh, quite a number of our business leaders in Mandeville and to encourage those persons in the diaspora who wish to participate through giving, through uh, supporting our initiatives when they become, when, when we have shared them with the general public to please not hesitate to do so. This is in fact a worthy project. And you, you know, um, Keisha, that Manchester boasts probably one of the lowest murder rates, um, lowest rates of violence in the country. And it's because of initiatives like this. And we do have a few others in the community of Mandeville, Manchester, who have helped to support communities and support youth and, and the people to make sure that we remain really a model parish. Thank you, Miss Daly. And thank you, Costas Green, for being with us today on impact in Jamaica. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, thanks to you for helping to promote this initiative. Um, it is greatly appreciated because we need it to be promoted. We need everyone to hear about it um, here in Manchester and outside of Manchester also. So thank you for having us. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.